Are you looking to attract more travelers to book a stay with you and enhance their experience when they do? If so, you're going to love this episode because we're learning from Gina Lambright, VP of Marketing at Sojourn, a SaaS-based travel marketing platform powered by AI and machine learning. And they've been doing that for years. It's not just a 2023 trend. Gina shares insights on how hospitality providers can use data to drive direct bookings, increase ROI from campaigns, and build long-term loyalty. You're going to learn about the importance of owning and managing data well, the benefits of personalized marketing, and how Sojourn is working with clients to drive results. I've worked with Gina and her team for a few years now, and I think you're going to enjoy our conversation as much as I did. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. Gina, thanks for taking some time to chat. I've been looking forward to this, and I wonder for our listeners that may not have Met you, tell us your role today, and then let's talk a little bit about how you got to your role. Sure. Thank you. Thanks for having me today, Josiah. I am currently the VP of Marketing at Sojourn. Sojourn is a SaaS-based travel marketing platform that is a comprehensive set of easy-to-use technologies and services that delivers, we think, unrivaled traveler insight, multi-channel reach, automated optimization, and a really connected guest experience engagement all in one place. We're powered by AI and machine learning technologies. Our platform encompasses search engine marketing, meta search, connected TV, display, social, as well as a range of guest experience solutions as well. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> We're busy right now. Yeah. What's the background of Sojourn? How did this company get started? Well, Sojourn has been around for 15 years now. And the core focus of Sojourn is always about travel. Our tagline is born for travel, built for performance. For the past 15 years, we have completely immersed ourselves deeply in the travel industry. And that's all we do, travel. Now, we do all kinds of aspects of travel, right? Whether your transportation, your hotels, your destination marketing organizations, your attractions, your cruises, your so forth. Anything has to do with travel, but just travel. But that travel ecosystem is so complex that we've spent the last 15 years understanding those relationships in a way that we don't believe anyone else can. So we have really a comprehensive understanding of all those nuances and those challenges and also, therefore, the opportunities. Our whole platform and our whole system sits on top of the Sojourn Traveler ecosystem, which is a powerful data source that has been cultivated, as I said, over the last 15 years. We literally intake billions of data points daily and digest them. And on top of that, then sits our platform where we analyze this rich information and it's from behavioral trends and so forth. And then it helps us to be able to power our clients, right, to make the right decisions to help drive direct demand or build awareness. Wherever they are, whatever marketing challenge they have, our system can help deliver on those goals. Tell us a little bit about why you decided to work here. Yeah, so I started out my career here in San Francisco, Bay Area, in the big agency business. And I saw Silicon Valley grow up in the evolution of a lot of technologies, which will date me. But, um, you know, everything from the world of the dot-com boom, um, the dot-com bust, and a few other things in between. 
been on the client side, the agency side. I also started my own SaaS company quite a few moons ago. And one of the driving kind of themes throughout my entire career is that marketers need better ways to measure. Even when I was in the agency business, it used to frustrate me that we were using things like Nielsen ratings. How do we really truly measure the impact of our actions? And um, which is also one of the reasons that led me to Sojourn, because it's all about how do we continue to give marketers tools where they can measure and see their impact. My question is going to be, why does measurability matter? So it's about impact. And I imagine it provides this ability to continue doing great marketing, continue to reach more people, that sort of stuff. Exactly. And it's funny, in these days, in fact, right now, I feel pressure. I think all of my marketing comrades out there, whether you're in the hospitality or travel industries or in general, we are feeling under a lot of pressure. We're all being asked to do more with less and prove value constantly. And in a world where I think, especially let's just talk hospitality and travel, we are still coming out of, evolving out of COVID. Have we hit a new norm yet? You know, are, Is all of our revenge-based travel out of our system? I don't know. Or is it going to be now the new baseline? Business travel, we are starting to see that come back. And with all the expectations of people being in person next year, at least that rising in corporate America appears to be increasing, um, will we see more of that come back and keep that going? So I think we're still in flux. We're still figuring it out. Staffing has been a huge issue in getting hospitality to come back. Um, and that includes even the marketing role across hospitality and travel companies. They're having a hard time finding the right people. And also, they're asking themselves, do I need these folks? Do I need more resources to do what I need to do? So again, I think that theme of doing more with less, how do we do it? I want to talk a little bit more about that because we're recording this in October 2023. We're reaching the end of the year. Everybody's going through budgeting right now. And you have a really unique perspective because you not only run marketing here at Sojourn, but you're a company that powers the marketing organizations, the marketing efforts for hospitality and travel companies worldwide and a whole range of clients from the biggest to individual properties. I wonder if we could talk a little bit more about what you're seeing What's going through the minds of CMOs, of marketing leaders right now as we close out this year and we're planning for the year ahead? They're juggling a lot of things right now. And I said stress from the top all the way down, I think, to every level of a marketing department right now. Amongst the things I already mentioned about lack of resources and people coming back and so forth, there's a lot of things that are going around the world right now that we're all being impacted by. Um, just a lot of chaos, whether even we're talking about some of the conflicts going on, the unrest and the new strain of COVID popping up. There is the expectations on marketing uh, from business leaders just to try and adapt to these evolving needs of the consumer as well. As we know, there's been new policy, like how do we continue to do privacy well? How do you know consumers also want personalization? So they have higher expectations, but then how do you do that and build trust over time? Those are a lot of big challenges that get to data issues. How do we handle data appropriately? How do we make sure that consumers feel like they're being honored and their trust is being built and so forth? And on top of that, if I'm a CMO or a VP of marketing, any of those, there's all the MarTech challenges too, right? I was just in a conference the other week. We were reviewing the fact that there's over 8,000 MarTech tools right now for marketers to choose from. Just think about that, 8,000 tools. I mean, I was just in me several meetings today where you're trying to figure out what is the right tool to solve the right problem, right? And then on top of that, you look at where venture capitalists see the opportunity. Venture capital investment in the MarTech space has grown 40x over the last decade. So you wonder where all the money comes in to like fuel these 8,000 startups. All of this is coming in because they recognize that marketing does have to be better. It has to be more efficient. It has to demonstrate impact. Ultimately, it has to demonstrate ROI. So 
there's mounting pressure on marketers at every level right now to respond to all of these challenges. And in light of these dynamics and so forth, how are we supposed to be going on improving ROI and delivering on a wealth of other outcomes? So it's a high pressure moment. And frankly, I think a lot of people are exhausted. I feel like there's so many elements of what you mentioned, I'd love to dive into. I, w- I want to get into the weeds on this because I think our listeners are really curious about what does it take to run effective digital marketing today. But maybe just at a high level before we get into this, you touched earlier on there is a cyclical nature of economic trends of you know coming out of the pandemic. It's been talked about a lot. Are we going to experience a, a big kind of push in terms of demand? But Why is marketing more important than ever today? Is it about competitive advantage? Is it about why should a non-marketer or a non-marketing executive care about how the organization thinks about marketing? Going back to first principles, if we all believe that marketing is there to help sales go faster and better and gaining market share and delivering value for the end user, as well as build trust and the long-term value of a brand, those are all things that hit the bottom line. And that's why folks should care about what's going on marketing. It's so interesting. As I've studied different aspects of the hospitality and travel ecosystem, I've spent the last months doing deep dive into San Francisco, what's going on here and how maybe there's a certain narrative around the city, but then just understanding, and I know your firm works with not only hotels, but destinations. So talking to some folks at San Francisco's travel marketing organization, but then also the hoteliers, and you see all the connection here where some of that narrative is a marketing effort where we need to set the record straight. But to your point of accelerating sales, obviously sales and group sales in the hotel context are a big part of business, right? So it's not just a digital banner ad, for example. You also have a need to engage these other influencers that maybe support the sales effort. That's absolutely true. A single prong, it's a multi-prong approach. And yes, many stakeholders and influencers are there. Absolutely. My understanding is that Sojourn has been incorporating using machine learning, artificial intelligence for a while. This is not just about jumping on the bandwagon. I wonder if you could tell a little bit about the story about how Sojourn's been doing that for years now. AI has been a crucial part of Sojourn's products and solutions for many, many years. Um, It's been enabling us to provide innovative solutions for all travel marketers. We focused on leveraging AI in two key areas, audiences, very sophisticated, unique, bespoke audiences, as well as then campaign automation. So in fact, during COVID downtime, we actually took the opportunity to invest in our technology and further enhance our AI capabilities. This has allowed us to stay ahead of the curve and continue to provide a lot of really valuable solutions to our clients in this ever-changing landscape. In fact, just this last month, we announced the latest version of our Sojourn Travel Marketing Platform with enhanced artificial intelligence audiences. So, I mean, in a nutshell, AI has always been a part. And then also this year, we also acquired a company called Venulytics, which is a guest experience set of solutions that are, again, all AI-based as well, that we'll be integrating into our overall platform. Actually, we have already. And it'll allow us to extend beyond capturing traveler and bringing them to your destination or to your hotel or to your attraction or onto your airline. Once there, especially at hotels, we'll help you use AI to engage that guest, whether it's at the beginning before they come. So you're setting right expectations or during that so you can upsell and cross sell and make sure that they have the best experience possible. Or post-experience, post-stay, where you want to follow up and make sure that you keep them in the fold so that you can resell and upsell and hopefully bring them back and build loyalty over time. So this is where AI kind of helps us provide the smartest, most efficient 
tools, marketing tools, operations tools in some respects, so that everyone can be more efficient. And in fact, it gets back to that doing more with less. It's really interesting you say that because I feel the chief commercial officers, the chief marketing officers I'm talking with as they're processing and learning about how might we use AI, it feels the use cases that you've described are the ones that we can start taking advantage of today. You know, maybe in the future, there's opportunities with robotics or getting a little more into the guest experience. And I think that will depend on the brand and the brand promise and the whole concept and how you're designing that. But this feels like some an opportunity that sort of cuts across brand, across you know, segment of its luxury or not, because it just feels like the best use case in many ways of big data and machine learning is the right message, the right person at the right time that helps both them and you as somebody who's leading an organization, right? That's exactly right. We have clients who right now we're working on some great projects where their target audience is the very premier luxury segment, right? And we can really cultivate bespoke audiences for them. So we know that they are reaching exactly who they're looking for. At the same time, we also can craft audiences where they maybe are more budget-minded or their family features or have certain amenities, golfing that they're looking for and so forth. So we can really help. So people aren't wasting their dollars when it comes to marketing and capturing those audiences. We can really help refine them and really reach the right person at the right time with that right message. It almost feels like there's a benefit to the guest as well. It not only increases conversion and revenue, but the right message at the right time, maybe an upsell offer, it might be a package that actually I didn't know I needed, or it makes me happy. So it seems like there's a potential here maybe for a win-win on the guest experience side as well. Right. Well, and experiences in general, right? You're seeing trends, and I'm not, I don't want to misquote the latest statistics, especially in both millennials and Gen Z. They're looking for experiences, right? You're seeing more and more of those travel and leisure dollars going towards experiences. So if we can help them find those better, faster, easier, that's a win for everyone. And that's a great example because, again, it's about experiences. We'll be back after a quick break. Are you enjoying this conversation? If so, I invite you to text this episode to a friend or colleague as well. Not only will you let them know that you're thinking about them, but you'll help them as well. One more thing. I'm having a lot of fun right now sharing videos and photos from the stories on the show. So if you'd like to see those or watch along, open up Instagram and YouTube now and follow Hospitality Daily so we can stay in touch. All right, let's get back to the conversation. You referenced some clients you work with, and I love talking through use cases or stories because I think that's how I learn best. And I I imagine there's many others that do. Are there implementations or use cases that come to mind? um, And ideally, we could talk about a specific client (laughs) that you've appreciated and said they're doing a great job with taking some of these high level ideas, putting it to work in their business, and they're seeing business results from it. There's a wonderful destination management organization called Great Rivers and Routes. And this is a six-county area in lower Illinois. Um, great, And they're called Great Rivers and Routes. And it is where Route 66 meets the Great River Road, if that at all. Uh, for any of you Midwesterners out there, it also has the three rivers, the Mississippi, the Missouri, and the Illinois, by the way. This is a real destination which traditionally had only run, what I would say, traditional offline media, hadn't really was just beginning to understand the impact of digital media. By partnering with a trusted partner like Sojourn, they were really able to really leverage digital marketing in a way they had not ever experienced before. They've seen an 8x return on ad spend. They were able to 
prove with our reporting, our economic impact report, that they drove over 5,500 confirmed travelers and over almost 1,200 room nights from February, I think it was in 2022. So basically within the last year. And that's true economic impact to that region and to all those facilities and their hotel partners. So that's a great example of being able to leverage that platform and really showing, again, impact. It's a great example. And I think for hoteliers that are listening, maybe this is a conversation to bring up with your DMO around if there's an opportunity. Or if I imagine if you're a regional hotel brand or somebody responsible for a region, some of this sort of marketing would apply as well for you on the hotel side, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if I want to look at like from a hotel side, you know, we have different solutions based on where you are as a hotel and your digital marketing needs. But one of our more simpler but very, very effective solutions drives direct bookings. It's called Pay on the Stay. And this is where OTAs, in fact, there was another article that just came out that of $50 billion, I believe, in hotel advertising revenue that they've taken, right? And those customers are still OTA customers. To succeed in this world and going forward, it's all about driving direct bookings. It's making sure that the person who is signing up on your booking engine is your customer, not an OTA customer. Let's talk a little bit why that's important, just because I, I know it's been top of mind topic at many conferences, but there's always new people entering the industry. But just to your point of it's your customer, there's more data you have, which allows you to build a stronger relationship. Is that why that book direct those initiatives are so important? Yes, exactly. Because then you own the customer data. They can go into your CRM system. You can therefore upsell, cross-sell, and then upsell post-stay too. You can also help get them put into your loyalty program so you can start to build long-term value. So you're going to be increasing the LTV of your customer. But if it's not really your customer and you don't have all of that customer data in your system, then yes, it's a transaction. But the opportunity is for all those future transactions and all those upsells along the way that you're missing by not owning that direct booking. Not to mention the high commission rates that you're paying, of which go back into the advertising budgets of the OTAs, which continue to, again, make them their customers. So you really want a partner that's truly going to have your best interest at heart, not their best interest at heart, if that makes sense. It does. And it's interesting, even if you don't work in marketing or listening to this, if you're in operations, for example, there's a lot of implications to this because with that data, there's not only those upsell opportunities, but even from a guest interaction perspective or a guest feedback collection perspective, having you need data basically to do anything today. And so I think that's where all our listeners should be thinking about data. This is not just a marketing initiative. Absolutely well said, Josiah. The power of first-party data is only growing and the need for it. It's not even just the power. The power has always been there, but it's also we have new tools now. We can do more things with it today than we ever could. But it's a must-have, right? As cookies are going away in 2024 and our ability then to be able to identify customers, we must, when I say we, the end user, the marketer must own that. And that'll be crucial for success going forward. I need to do a little shameless self-promotion and give a shout out to a <laughs> research project you and I did together where we were looking at the how hoteliers are thinking about the use of first-party data. Honestly, I thought it would be high going into the project, but you know, when we ended up talking to hoteliers of all sizes around the world, it actually blew me away how important they not only thought it was, but the economic impact that they were finding from investing in this area. So I'll, I had a lot of fun on the project and I learned a lot and I think our listeners will as well this notion of helping people understand how they get started on this journey. You referenced earlier just the incredible amount of 
marketing technology providers that are out there. I think you said 8,000 providers, 8,000 plus. There's, there's so many out there. You're also running marketing here. And so you go through a lot of evaluation <laughs> of what's going to be a good technology partner for us. Sometimes that is a difficult process. And I, I guess what would your advice be for people listening to this that say, hey, this this all sounds great. There's a lot of providers out there. How do you begin a shopping process or an evaluation process? First and foremost, really spend some time up front defining what is the problem you're trying to solve for and really examine what those foundational aspects are, like what must you have in order to be successful? And what are the must-to-haves versus the nice-to-haves? Because some of those things are bright, shiny objects. I mean, don't get me wrong. I will tend to get distracted by, ooh, the latest little chat technology. That looks fun. Is that a requirement? Is that a need? Or is that like a nice-to-have? And so really getting down to those, because there are a lot of providers who provide a lot of the foundational underpinnings. And then also look at where you are in your kind of MarTech trajectory, right? You've got to start off with good data. So we were just talking about data. That's the underpinning. So do you want to spend time then investing in ways that you're going to be able to get that data and then setting it up so that data is actionable? In my past histories, I used to see large, large Fortune 500 companies having just silos of data, but it was inactionable because of the way it was set up or was structured or nothing was communicating with each other. So making sure you've got those big underpinnings first. Figure out where you have gaps of knowledge in-house. And if you feel like you do, then start to look for some trusted partners out there that can help you navigate those and get that knowledge base in, right? In the end, maybe the short answer to your question is it's a crawl, walk, run. Make sure you've got the basis. Make sure you can stand before you try to run. <laughs> and so make sure that we, you have and build those pieces out. Like, And then, again, partner with some of the people who know what they're doing, especially in your industry. Customers that you can trust, partners that you can trust, are going to provide kind of the the knowledge and transparency to you so that you can understand and see your growth and your learning over time so that you know where you want to go and you can keep growing. I think this is an important point because I spent most of my career working in-house at technology companies and now you and I work together on some projects, but I'm no longer full-time working at a technology provider. But so I think one thing I want to highlight is I think when I was working in sales for technology providers, what I found is Sometimes there was a little bit of this kind of vendor mentality where you kind of say, hey, provider A or B, and it all sort of the same, and you kind of bid them against each other to see what's the lowest price. There's actually a pretty big disparity between the technology providers. And so I think the the planning, the due diligence that you outlined is really key because working with the best providers in a space is such a game changer in terms of your organization's ability to deliver business results. And the best, most innovative hotel companies that I've come across really have that partnership approach. And you think about like all the data scientists you have on your team, all the collective expertise, you're able to take best practices across, you know, all of these organizations and share them with people that that work with you. But it starts with the mentality of people that buy the technology. It's like, it's not just a, a vendor relationship. You should see it as more. There's potential for more, I think. We do pride ourselves here at Sojourn on being transparent, having that knowledge, sharing that knowledge. You can go on our website any time you would like, and you can see some of our data, and you can see all that you can put in and see travel trends around the globe. You can categorize how you would like to cut it. And we want to share. We want to be seen as that thought partner. We try to provide all lots of extra value to all of our customers in the knowledge, the growth the best practices, the benchmarks, and so forth, so people can really understand where they are in that continuum and where they need to go and how they can grow. Might be a good time to 
invite people into some resources. We'll include links in the show notes, but I guess just, you know, where we're talking, people are just listening to the audio version of this. Where would you point people where they can learn more and get started on this journey of using first-party data to take their organization to the next level? You brought up one earlier, Josiah, which I thought is great, which is our first-party data report that is out there on our website. Also on our website, you can, um, as I mentioned earlier, there is also our Travel Insights um, page where you can, you know, we collect it and aggregate, and we do daily literally billions of travel signals from around the globe, right? So you can get on there and play around and continue to see and get our global insights of travel and travel trends right at your fingertips on our website. Also on our website, lots of blogs, webinars, reports. We're going to be coming out. In fact, I'll give a shout out to our destinations team because we'll be, we're coming out with a new destinations report soon that talks about how destination marketing organization marketers are looking at marketing around the globe and some of the trends that they're thinking about and how they go to market has interesting tidbits in there around data usage, around how they've set up their organizations, how they're thinking of collaborating and partnering going forward. So that keep your eyes out. That report's coming soon. So please take advantage of all the resources that we have on our website. And if there's anything else that folks would like to hear about, we always are open to suggestions and there's ways to reach out to us on our website as well. And we'd love to hear from folks. Sojourn.com is where it's all at. Great hospitality providers know that every touchpoint matters a lot, so they spend a lot of time making sure that each interaction better serves their guests and makes life easier for their teams. If you'd like to operate this way, I suggest you check out Sojourn. They've built a reputation as the market leader in helping hotels and resorts earn direct bookings through digital advertising over the years, and more recently, they've expanded into offering a complete suite of guest experience solutions, including an AI smart concierge, reputation manager, and guest marketing suite. I've been working with Sojourn for years now, and everything from the way their technology is built to the talented experts they have on staff makes it no surprise that when I talk with people about technology, Sojourn comes up again and again. Hospitality providers love them. If you'd like to learn more about how Sojourn can help you better engage your guests and drive more profitable direct bookings, visit Sojourn.com. That's S-O-J-E-R-N.com. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 